Welcome to the Nonprofit Exchange, stories by leaders for leaders to help you to raise the bar on your own performance and to release the potential inside of you. Now, here's today's episode. Greetings, everyone. It's Hugh Ballou. We're back for another episode of the Nonprofit Exchange. We have, we're approaching 300 interviews with people who have great things to share. And so far, we haven't had any duplication. We've had people talk about the same topic, but they've had different things to say about it. My guest today is no exception to that, um, Dr. Joseph Howell. And he's going to be talking about, hmm, well, let me let him tell you what he's going to be talking about. But uh, welcome, Dr. Howell, to the Nonprofit Exchange. Before we get into the content today, tell people who you are, a little bit about you, and why are you doing this work with the Enneagram? Well, you said it, uh, Hugh, and thanks uh, for having me on this wonderful podcast that you've done. I didn't know you had done nearly 300. That's quite uh, an accomplishment. Um, so uh, I'm a clinical psychologist. I've been in private practice uh, since 1979. Uh, so I've been around the block in psychology. Uh, but I've always had a spiritual understanding of psychology and the Enneagram has brought the worlds of psychology and spirituality together for me in a very profound way. And in my studies of this amazing ancient spiritual tool, I have unearthed some tremendous similarities between it and Christianity and between it and the process of spiritual growth. So unlike a lot of people who study the Enneagram as a personality typology, uh, the way I study and teach it is more or less for spiritual growth purposes, not for finding out what one's uh, Enneagram type is. So let's, let's um, there are some people listening or watching that might not understand what is the, uh, what the Enneagram is. So how about giving us a quick overview? It's very complex, there's a lot to say, but tell us what the Enneagram is. Well, basically it's a, a very ancient uh, set of organized uh, beliefs uh, that was discovered at the beginning of the last century in a monastery uh, in northern uh, Afghanistan uh, by a man named uh, uh, George Ivanovich Gurdjieff. And, uh, and he brought that system from that monastery, uh, it is believed, to the West and uh, we, we, in looking at it, he found and we learned uh, major things about the totality of our lives and of the universe. And to put it all down into layman's language, the Enneagram is a set of nine huge energies that are on a clock 
not a time-telling clock, but uh, in a circle as a clock with one through nine as the hours. And every time slot on that clock represents one of the major energies of humanity and of people. For example, one of them is power. Another one is love. Another one is benevolence. Another one is creativity. Another one is wisdom. Another one is kindred spirits. So what Abanovich Gurdjieff uh, put together was a, 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 an understanding of what these energies are and that everybody in the universe identifies most primarily with one of those energies. You said primarily. Now, I'm a one and I'm married to a six. And we, we kind of explore what that energy is daily looking at that. But people sometimes think, and I've worked with people that have done Myers-Briggs and other personality type tools. This is very different in, in my sense, but people tend to want to think, oh, this is who I am. So, so, so that's what it is. I don't, are we trapped into one perspective or is that just helping us have self-awareness? Well, actually the beautiful thing about the Enneagram is that <clears throat> when one discovers their type, that is actually their ego type, which is their false self, what we present to the world. So if you have discovered that you're a one, you come off as knowing the right thing to do, being the classroom monitor, having a sixth sense of what the best path is to follow, and the tremendous, uh, beautiful thing of discernment, which is a tremendous gift. But that is what we have found for all the nine types. That's just our surface self. The Enneagram tells us how to make the trip from one of those energies in, on that clock to another energy that we are really most like and that we were born into being and that contains the qualities of our soul. And that is an amazing uh, insight to be able to get. It's like coming home. Wow. Wow. You, you really define this in a way that I, I've heard about the Enneagram. I've read about it. I, I look at any thoughts every day from another source. And just beginning to scratch the surface of understanding and what you did in just a very succinct manner is give me an overview of it. So you're, you're educated in psychology, you had a private practice, and then when did Enneagram come into your life? When, did, uh, when were you first introduced to it? <clears throat> well, I'm still in my private practice. I see patients every day, uh, but I was introduced to the Enneagram when I was in my 30s by the Jesuits uh, in uh, Cleveland, Ohio, who I studied with, uh, and uh, major ones being Patrick O'Leary 
and Maria Beesing, uh, who taught me the Enneagram from the first book on the Enneagram written in the United States, and it's still uh, existing today. And that book was what began my journey and what they taught me about that book. You bring the um, spirituality of being Christian, as, as I do, to your work. So does the Enneagram work with people of any faith or is it centered in Christian philosophies? It works. It, what it is, is it's truth, which is in every religion and every denomination, if you please. <clears throat> it doesn't speak to any one religion. However, the more I've studied it, the more I see how it reflects Christianity in particular, because that's my private, personal, spiritual practice. It reflects Christianity in amazing ways. <clears throat> For example, I told you about those nine energies. And by the way, your soul energy, if you're a one, would be found at seven, which is joy. So you were born as a very, very joyous soul. And so in this half of your life, you're probably recontacting that because in our second uh, half of life, we do the journey back to our origins like salmon swimming up the stream. But to go on with your question, in Christianity, one of the major uh, parts of the gospel uh, that makes Christianity so outstanding uh, is in Matthew, the Beatitudes. Well, if you read the Beatitudes closely, you can see that Christ spoke nine different Beatitudes. He gave nine different blessings. And after unpacking these, I found that he blessed nine groups of people for going to their soul out of their ego. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be the children of God. Okay, that would be for any type nine, the people who go to three with their peace loving and actualize it, manifest, so to speak, peacemaking in the world. And so you've got nine different Beatitudes from Christ that perfectly match the nine Enneatypes. And in Paul, you have nine gifts of the Spirit and nine fruits of the Spirit, which also are very consistent with the nine energies of the Enneagram, all built on the law of three. So the, that amazing study threw on tremendous lights for me. Go on, say a little more about um, how the Enneagram has impacted you personally. I know when I've studied the work of Murray Bowen, when I've studied the work of Burns and Bass, who created Transformational Leadership and uh, Richard Rohr and others, it impacts my sense of who I am but it also empowers me with new visions of how I can be present in the world. So talk about the Enneagram specifically and how it's impacted your life. 
Well, uh, I'm certainly glad to share that. It, um, the, uh, the, the ego type that I identify with uh, would be ego type six, which uh, is found in the mind center. Um, uh, the, that ego has, like I told you, yours has, it, it's given to fear, it's given to suspicion, it's given to uh, blind loyalty to others, especially if you feel that they will take care of you. Uh, it's given to uh, being connected with others and having a, a, a good support system, but in maybe a, a more dependent way. And uh, most sixes look for an alpha figure, uh, a mentor or a chief of their tribe who will protect them and take care of them. Well, by midlife, you realize this isn't going to work <laughs> because this isn't really true. Nobody is going to take care of us. And no matter how secure we are and how many burglar alarms we have, there are still going to be dangers in the world. And so this opens up, it opened up for me. Well, what does the Enneagram tell me to do? And in looking at it, it told me to follow my arrow or go against my arrow to, to the nine on the Enneagram, which in soul is a relaxed soul, a soul that understands that the, the universe is being, is in hands that are much greater than me, that I am being held by these hands, that if I relax into the knowing that all is well, that I will not have the anxiousness and fear that was ruling me in my ego when I thought I was in charge of my life. So it changes everything when you find out how you really came into the world. And then you go back to that which takes spiritual practice and it takes study and you know the ego isn't gone it's still there on our shoulder every day whispering oh you better be scared of this or you better uh in your case you better tell them the right thing to do uh, but the soul once we have access to it is the alternative from being caught in our ego and this works on the collective too like for example churches have church egos you know they can be telling other people what to do or giving people things all day uh, out of meeting needs or having power over others and dominion uh, and like at like type seven being happy all the time is just always happy um, and that is the ego of the church Likewise, states have the ego, organizations have an ego. Uh, the United States of America has an ego. But if we can find out what our organization's soul is, we come to understand the essential qualities that really began our organization that has morphed into more of an egoic way of being in the world. And so going back to the soul qualities of our own nature and in organizational structure, the soul qualities of our organization, we are grounded 
We are transparent. We live from truth. We live from a total 360 degree view of what's going on around us. We are not myopic or egocentric. Wow. That's a whole lot of um, sound bites, a whole lot of stuff to cover. We're, if you're coming by uh, on Facebook and looking at this, this is The Nonprofit Exchange. You can find it at the, T-H-E, nonprofitexchange.org. And you can find this episode and others. And by the time you get there, there'll be a transcription. So you don't have to put it on stop. You can look at the transcription and, and really understand the, well, you've, you've really explained some complex concepts, Dr. Howell, in a very understandable way. Thank you. So let's, let's go back to ego a minute. I'm not sure we all, those of us that are not psychologists or psychiatrists understand about ego, but you, you pretty accurately described a one, not only a one in the Enneagram, but I'm an oldest brother of brothers. And I know the right answer. And I don't know why people don't see that. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what all you ego ones say. Yeah. Problem is it can depress you. <clears throat> so, so how do we take that information and not go into some negative spin with it? How do we take that information and learn from it and be a better, better self by, by understanding the Enneagram and who we are? Well, I, I hear what you're saying, Hugh, uh, and all of this talk about being your better self and your best self, uh, that, that is not uh, a quickly done deal. Uh, really, isn't that why we were put here? To slowly become the fulfillment of the seed which was planted a, in us at our making. So it's not about being a bad person who flips into a good person because they found out the Enneagram. It's about using the Enneagram as a tool to become more conscious every day of what reality is, what faith is, how to love deeply, what Christ's message is on loving somebody else as we love ourselves. You know, that is the biggest challenge, I believe, to ever been given humanity, to love others as we would love ourselves. If that happened, there would not, this planet would not be in jeopardy, and we would not be just 30 seconds away from nuclear decimation. Yo, yo, hey, I set you up for something there you handle really well. <laughs> Thank you so much. You know, and, and it's not about being right or wrong. It's about, to me, it's about <clears throat> discovery and learning. And I'm, I hit 75 this year. And I'm just beginning to learn some things. So it's, it's a grand adventure to learn. So, so how, do, how do people uh, learn about the Enneagram? Now, there's, there's a website you have, um, Dr. Joe, it's drjoehowell.com, and it's on the page for your interview. But, but you also have this uh, Institute for Conscious Being. 
So tell yeah. us about what people will find at either one of those. Well, the one that you mentioned that's on this is the one for my private practice, which is not what we're talking about. Uh, we're talking about the Enneagram and how I teach it and the, the, the place that I teach it. And that is T-H-E-I-C-B dot org, the Institute for Conscious Being dot org. And that is a school that my wife and I have founded that teaches the Enneagram in very plain and simple and spiritually transformative terms. And so if anybody wants to learn these, yes, that's it, vic.org. Uh, on that, you can take your typology test, which will help you understand what your ego type is, which will lead you to understanding what your soul type is. Um, and uh, this uh, school, uh, you can apply online and uh, you can come and take our courses in person or uh, we have them in hybrid, uh, you can take them online. Uh, so uh, uh, the school is uh, done three times a year with homework assignments in between. And on those three times a year, it's uh, for uh, a long weekend, beginning on Thursday evening and going till a Saturday morning or a Saturday afternoon. Uh, and it's done uh, at about an hour north of Birmingham, Alabama uh, at an Episcopalian uh, uh, conference center called Camp McDowell. Um, so if anybody would like to know anything, they can just email us. And we'd be happy if they can't find enough information on the website to tell them any specifics that they may love to know. Well, there is um, on that website, um, I bet there's a contact about yeah. in events and apply, you know, there's, there's a number of things. So um, is it okay if I put your your email on the on the page for people to, to contact you? Please do. Yes. So um, I've I know secondhand because <laughs> just in transparency, my wife is part of that process and attends it. And she's like dancing in the air when when she finishes and in between. So she's really finding great value for that. And I'm inspired because she's inspired. Um, who, who are candidates for that? Uh, I, I was surprised to find it, at the meal tables, um, people of all kind of professions doing this. So it isn't for clergy, it isn't for psychiatrists, it isn't for one particular kind of person. Who is it for? People searching for their true selves and for truth and who want to live in that space. We will have this uh, web, web link on the, on the interview page, but it's the icb.org, did you say? I believe it is. Yes. Yeah, and I put the full link in here. I'll put the full link. It reverts to the instituteforconsciousbeing.org. Yeah. So you said that you were 
um, continuing in private practice, um, how do you use the Enneagram with people in your practice? And my answer right off the bat is, how can I not use it? <clears throat> if it's one of, if it is the most beautiful spiritual tool besides meditation uh, uh, and discernment, if it is that most beautiful tool, it's part of my psyche. It's part of my soul and spirit. And when I'm with people, I can, I can sense some of the uh, energies that they are trapped in that are making them feel uh, up against the wall, uh, depressed, anxious, uh, um, uh, desperate, uh, sad, uh, lonely, uh, uh, rejected, excommunicated. And when you know these energies, you understand how to talk that language. And people say, how did you know how I felt that way? And, and it's because of two things, experience and the empathic understanding of that energy that they are living out of. And then in the actual treatment, you as a therapist uh, minister to this person by speaking to what you know is the corresponding soul of that ego that they're trapped in. So if you had come, for example, as an ego type one, who was very depressed to me because the world is going to hell in a handbasket and nobody's listening to you and your son has gone off to the Himalayas and he doesn't have a job and your daughter is a, a stripper in a nightclub uh, and you come to me and you say, I have failed, life has failed, the world has failed. I wouldn't speak to you in a way that agreed with you. I would certainly understand the pain of it, but I would then begin to speak to you from Enneagram 7, which is joy. That's the sole component of seven. And I would be speaking to you of hope, of optimism, of the fact that you're not in charge of this world, that laws make it run in ways that have nothing to do with you because these laws pre-existed you and are going to still keep things running after you. And that's holy perfection. And you can rely on holy perfection, even though that includes just a lot of ugly mistakes. And I would begin to speak to you about the beauty of some of the mistakes and some of the things that um, could be optimistic about your son being out of pocket and your daughter going down a path that ultimately she probably will find is not her true self. Uh, and we would be able to get you back in the energies that are most comfortable for you, which are the energies of hope, joy, and optimism. That's so inspiring. So it would occur to me that it would be a benefit 
to communities like uh, maybe a Sunday school class or a community association or couples to kind of to work through the process together and it would yeah. that common understanding is, is that is that right perfect <clears throat> as a matter of fact uh, if i could be a little bit personal here uh, uh, we we have suffered my wife and i have suffered the loss of a child and that was a very 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 difficult time and in in our spiritual recovery, of course, we employed the spirituality of the Enneagram. And we, uh, we saw the profundity of it and how it allowed us to put uh, our Christian faith into a practice that we had never been able to employ before and to give life to that uh, Christianity in ways that went far beyond what we had ever imagined. And we thought, well, you know, if this is healing us, could this help heal the world? And how we're gonna heal the world? We can't cast a spell on the world. We can't stop wars. We can't save the planet. We can't save the climate problems. We can't save the nuclear uh, threats but we can teach this system one by one that will put our faith on steroids and raise consciousness in people so that we understand that nothing we do are, is alone. We are all vitally connected, vitally connected. I am giving ripples now and you on this that's connecting to people we do not even know. And even in China, what happens in this hemisphere is very important and vice versa. And But when we look at ourselves as separate egoic uh, entities that we must defend and that we must tell other people they've got to be like us to be accepted, that's why we have wars. That's why we can't love one another as we love ourselves. So one by one, we are trying to make a dent in this, Hugh, and we're giving our all to teach this so other people who come and are students of ours can take it and go to those Sunday school classes or go to those community meetings and give other people access to this wonderful language and this wonderful way of uh, walking in faith in this world. That is profound. I, we've, we've, we have these short interviews. We can't possibly talk about everything about a topic, but what you've done is given us a really clear perspective of the Enneagram and why it's important and why it's important to me. And this is, this is precious. Anything you want to add about the Enneagram? We're coming to the end of our time here. Is there anything I didn't ask you that you would like to share about the Enneagram before we end? I just feel real uh, complete about our conversation today. I, I feel the wholeness of it. And uh, I just would like to extend my gratitude to being uh, asked by you to share this, which is so important on, uh, on my heart. Dr. Joseph Howell, 
Thank you for being our guest today on the Nonprofit Exchange. You have impacted a lot of people, and we'll make sure it impacts a lot more as they watch this. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Nonprofit Exchange. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.